Today I want to talk about the three wise men. Have you wondered what sort of people those three wise men were who visited Jesus? You know, they went from Persia, which is modern-day Iran, all the way to Jerusalem. That is a journey of 1,600 kilometers. And they estimate that it would have taken them two years to get there. When we lived in Azerbaijan, every time we went to Dubai, we would fly over Iran. And Iran is mainly desert. It's very, very barren. And so these wise men took camels with them. I've got a picture of some camels on the screen. Now, has, put your hand up if you've ridden on a camel before. Yeah, there's a few of you. You can go to Dubai and you can do this sort of adventure um, outing where you ride a camel and um, have a traditional meal and watch a belly dancer and all sorts of things. Now, if you've ridden a camel, you will realise that on the back of that camel, some part of its back is going up and down all the time. It's not stable like if you're riding a horse. And sometimes camels can be very temperamental. My son wanted me to take a, his photo of him standing next to the camel that we went riding on. And, but this camel didn't like my son. And every time he got close to this camel, the camel would spit at him. So you can imagine what it was like for these wise men on their two-year journey to Jerusalem. And by the time they got to Jerusalem, Jesus wasn't actually in the stable. Because in Matthew 2 verse 11, it says, On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. They were living in a house, and Jesus was a young child at that time. And so travel in those days was extremely difficult. No one had a nice travel insurance policy. You couldn't call the AA if your camel broke down. <laughs> the territory that they travelled over was extremely dangerous. We've all heard the story of the Good Samaritan. And he was beaten up and robbed on his way to Jerusalem. So why did those wise men follow that star all that way? Why do people undertake strange adventures? These men in those days were usually astronomers, but there was a bit of magic attached to astronomy in those days. And so they studied the stars to see if the stars could help them to explain the mysteries of life. And they wanted to receive a sign from God, a sign that God was alive and working in this world. And so this strange star was the answer that they'd been looking for. Just imagine, though, the wives and families of those men 
as they loaded up their camels and departed to follow the star. What would they have been saying? They'd have been saying, hey, it's just a star. What are you going off in that direction for? We need you around here. Have you ever spotted a, a shooting star? Have you ever sensed God's call on your life? Felt that God is leading you in a special direction? As long as we're totally satisfied with what we've got in life, we'll never take that risk of leaving what we've got behind to follow after a dream or a star. Spotting our star brings passion and enthusiasm. Have you ever got to a point in your life where you're, you're really excited about something that you're wanting to do and you think that it's a God thing? But the star, those sorts of stars, actually point to Jesus and to his call on our lives. All the answers in life are found in him. There's this verse in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, that says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. And so when we chase after God, when we want to know God better, he gives us everything we need for life and godliness. But it's important that when we follow our star, when we follow our dream, our destiny, that we follow it all the way to its destination. And so these wise men, they set their bearings on this star. But the star disappeared for a while. And they felt a bit lost. But it disappeared when they were in Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem is only eight kilometers from Bethlehem, where Jesus was born and where Jesus lived. Isn't it incredible that you can leave Iran, you can travel 1,600 kilometers and end up eight kilometers from your destination? And so I could imagine, though, that because that star was in the direction of Jerusalem, that they aimed for Jerusalem. And when they got to Jerusalem, they went to the palace to see King Herod. Because they probably thought that if a great leader, a great ruler has been born, he is probably a prince, a son of the king. So they go to King Herod. And they say, look, we've seen this sign. We've followed this star. We believe that a great king, a great ruler is going to be born in this area. Can you tell me, can you tell us where we can find this great king? And so Herod summoned all his religious advisors and biblical scholars. And they talked about it. And then they came up with a verse from Micah chapter 3, verse 5, that was a, prof a prophecy about the coming Messiah. Can we have a look at that verse from Micah 5, verse 2? It says, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel. 
whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. So these religious advisors came up with this verse. And they said to these wise men, this great king that you're looking for will be in Bethlehem. But at that point, King Herod got very jealous. He's thinking, if there's a new king born so close to my kingdom, he could be a threat to my position. And so it was at that point that he passed a law saying all newborn babies should be put to death. Even today, just like those wise men misunderstood uh, their directions and they ended up in the wrong place, today many people misunderstand the meaning of Christmas. And as a result, they can put themselves in danger because they can miss out on the whole reason why this king came to this earth. People lose sight of the star and they follow the crowd in their Christmas celebrations. They overindulge in the feasting and the drinking and are swallowed up in the whole commercialism of buying presents. I saw on the news the other day that Hokitika is the new Christmas capital of New Zealand. That they're putting lights up around the whole city. But you know, often in these celebrations, it's all about the commercialism and the presents and the food and the parties. But often, Jesus doesn't even get a mention. And they'll play all these songs like... Um, Snoopy shooting down the, the Red Baron, or um, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, or I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus, and all these other songs, they sing them all the time, and they'll have them at all the celebrations. But in some places, they're not even allowed to sing carols that tell you about Jesus who is still the reason for the season. You know, the interesting thing is when we were living in Azerbaijan, which is a secular Muslim country, at Christmas time we would go into the malls and the department stalls and they would be playing Christmas carols, even carols mentioning Jesus. Yet in our own country, a Christian country, you're not allowed to play those carols that mention Jesus because someone might take offense. It's really sad, isn't it? And so we can get caught up in this whole Christmas season, buying stuff that may not even be needed. There's always going to be a new and a better model. So what we get someone may not be what they really want. You know, I realise how difficult it is for my family to buy presents for me. One year in our family, we decided that instead of buying us pre each other presents, we would give the value of that, those presents to a woman in our church who had an orphanage in China. And we thought, let's respond in the opposite spirit. Rather than spend a lot of money on ourselves... 
who, let's face it, modern commercialism, if you need something, most people are able to go out and buy it. And it's so hard to buy presents for people who have everything. And, and so we look at what's happened in Rohingya uh, recently where these refugees have been pushed out of Burma and into Bangladesh. And here there are thousands of people who are homeless, without food, without employment. And here we are. We've got everything. And we don't take a Christmas Day offering in this church, but maybe next year we could have a special offering on Christmas Day for mission, for people who are really struggling to make it in life. But like those wise men, as I said, we can end up in the wrong destination. And if we end up in the wrong place, that can affect our lives in all sorts of ways. It's such a short distance from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. It's only eight kilometers. That's the distance from here to Acacia Bay. But if we end up camping in Jerusalem, we may never meet the Christ child. It's easy to get caught up in all of these things and to forget the full meaning of Christmas. And so after their meeting with Herod, those wise men, they came out and they looked up into the sky again. And in Matthew chapter 2, verse 9, it says, And when they left Herod's palace, they noticed that the star had appeared again. This time it led them directly to Bethlehem. You know, things can be similar for us today. We're all on a journey and we're all searching for answers and for truth in life. And we may feel that life has far more to offer than we're currently experiencing. Everyone has an emptiness in their lives that only God can fill. And so God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, into our world. And Jesus obeyed God and lived a perfect life. He died in our place. He took the punishment that we deserve for the wrong things that we have done. God can open up our hearts to new ideas and concepts and show us his truth. We can walk through this life with God as our friend in a relationship with him. Sometimes we go through life fighting against God. We know what we should be doing, but we don't do it. But when we surrender and we say, Lord, I accept you, I, know, I believe in you, I've seen the evidence of your birth. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to live my life your way. Then he leads us and he guides us and we feel his peace. And so every year that Christmas star comes around again. But don't be confused or misled. The malls, the meals and the money are not where that real star points. That real star points to Jesus. So keep on searching if you've never found him. Jesus invites us to come to him 
and develop a friendship with him. A relationship that will last forever and ever. Wise men and women still seek him. And I've got a little booklet here called Two Roads. And it's basically about how there are two different roads that we can take through life. One is God's road and uh, the other is our own road. And if you think that you're on the wrong road, then I want you to come up to me after the service and I'll give you one of these books because it will answer most of the questions you have. And maybe sometime down the track we can have a wee bit of a talk about it. Because you don't want to go through life feeling lost and lonely. Deep down in our hearts we know there's got to be something more to what many people are experiencing today. We know that this life on this planet cannot be all there is. That, there, that we are made for eternity and the real life begins when this life ends. So have a Merry Christmas everyone. May God bless you all. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we are all on this journey called life. And so often we can feel lost and lonely. But Lord, we thank you that you sent Jesus to show us the way that we can walk with him, that he can lead us, he can guide us, that he can give us peace and joy and eternal life. Lord, if you are drawing people to yourself today, Lord, I pray that they will have a vision of who you are, that you're not just some mythical baby that was born 2,000 years ago, that you are a living God who has come to restore our relationship with God. So we thank you for that, and we give you our worship and all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.